0: Candace figured it out. Candace pulled it, like, cause like, uh, oh, did you? That's cool. <laughs> it's all good. But well, my wife, she she noticed it, cause I'm totally oblivious to it sometimes. Yeah. Like, and maybe that's maybe I need to be a little I need to be a little more vigilant. But I mean, when it's something, I'm, it wasn't anything life threatening. Uh, that I didn't sense. I didn't sense any of that, so I didn't really pay, pay no mind. So we were in um, outlets up in wasn't Concord. It was in Charlotte. Uh, right before you get to Fort Mill. So there's some, some outlets over there. Yeah, We were in there. We were just waiting because we were, uh, all the married couples were going to a uh, play uh, at the, what the, what's that place up in, up there in Fort Mill? It's right off of, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. If it comes to me, I'll narrow it. Gotcha. Narrowway. That's it. And, um, we were going to see a play. Uh it was like a dinner play. Mm-hmm. Get dinner. Yeah. And um uh, we were waiting, you know, we were early. He we was like, let's go through some outlets, just you know, walk around and whatnot. So we walked in Tommy Hill figure. Wife's a big Tommy Hill figure fan. Uh so I was in there walking. I mean, I'm not looking at anything. I checked out a couple of pants and that was it for me. I had my phone. I was just like, mm-hmm. And Candice. Was a, like I always just follow her. I just mm-hmm. follow her, and I'll tell back a little bit. Just right. I'll post up, lean, and look on my phone or whatnot. And uh, she she realized it. Like so, she was like, "Teresa, we're gonna go over. Come on, we're gonna go over here." So I followed behind her. What she was doing was she was testing. It. Mm-hmm. She was seeing if that girl was actually following me. So she was. She would act like she was folding stuff. Yeah, the, the usual thing. You ain't folding. Everything here is nicely folded. And ain't nobody in here, hardly. Right. You know, it's all good. Like, so she was like, man, let's get out of here. So before I had to tell this woman off, I was like, what? So I was like, what? what's going on? You know? And then I realized that I said, oh, that lady was following me, wasn't she? She's like, yeah. I said, man, I ain't worried about that. I was like, she ain't going to get nothing. I said, if anything, I can buy anything out of the store I want to do right now. Amen. And she wouldn't bear to say anything. If anything, I'm keeping you employed, right? Like, you know, it's just simple stuff like that. It's that simple, where you have these, these uh, what are they called? Preconceived. I guess you say prejudice. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what that's basically what it is. Yeah. I mean, that old black guy, black couple, they're gonna steal something. White people still as much as black people, if not, if not <laughs> if more, not more. <laughs> if not more. Um, you know, there's bad people of all ethnicities. Yep. I always say there's one race that's human, and we are categorized by ethnicity. Right. Um, there are bad people of all colors. Creeds don't matter. I mean, but uh, we experience this more than any other group of people. It's not right. It's a form of pride. Yeah. Um, God frowns upon that, especially because I mean, He knows the heart. I hear people say, "Oh, God knows my heart." I'm the Bible also says the heart is evil and deceitful. Look wicked. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, is that we have to have that heart transplant that God, that Christ gives us once we accept Him as our Lord and Savior? You know, it don't happen overnight. It's a continuous thing, right. and we're always gonna struggle with stuff till the day He calls us home. But it's, but it's a it's a it's a continuous progression towards being the epitome of Christ is right. Um, that's my experience. Yeah. Um, Hi, dear fam. Just in
1: case y'all didn't know, we just went ahead off the cuff. Just yeah, off, talking. Right? Yeah, <laughs> just off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to another pod. Uh, today we just kind of sharing our thoughts on what's going on.
0: Yeah. Uh, to get some perspective. Yeah,
1: you know we got police brutality mm-hmm. uh, the murder of innocent black people just all that going on in our society we just want to come just just have a discussion yeah. just, just talk just kind of air things out just like like Terea said we're just going to offer another perspective he just shared one of his experiences I think if you if you are of the African American uh, ethnicity, ec- yeah, ethnicity <laughs> in, in this nation you have experienced it in some, in some way I think for me I remember when I first bought my car, me and my wife had just started dating. I just bought it, put a little tin on it, whatever, you know, you know how we do it. Mm-hmm. You know we do when it was Of younger. course. <laughs> and, I mean, it was, it was pretty, <laughs> at the time, it was a pretty nice little ride whatever, but we literally had somebody, it was, it was two white cops. Mm. They, because I, I had the windows down, we just riding, just listening to some music, just chilling. And they just pulled, pulled me over. And the only mm-hmm. reason they pulled me over, they was like, nice car. Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, oh, must be a drug dealer. Huh?
1: Yeah. I like, mm-hmm. dude, This is a nice car. Like, you, you pay for this? I was like, yeah. I said, is that all officer? You know, just, you no, know, just to treat people just off of the melanin in their skin. Yeah. You just want to treat us a different way just because of that. Yeah. It, it's not, it ain't, it ain't, it's not right. But, no. I mean, that's just the society we're living in.
0: Yeah, I
1: mean, and then I think too, one of the issues I'm having with all that's going on is a lot of people who have, in the past, who have uh, tried to cover up their racism with scripture or with the Bible. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, that's, even if we go back to the slavery times where they tried to use the Bible, like yeah. if you really look at it,
0: that's, yeah. Have you ever done any research on that? That Bible was a whole different context. I think I think they called it a slavery it Bible. A slavery Bible. Where, they, where they took out Yep. like they took out certain
1: passages. Mm-hmm. Uh as far as like I think I think they took out the part where the Israelites came out of Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, wanting freedom. Like they took out certain things to uh manipulate the people mm-hmm. into thinking that this is how it's supposed to be. And that's and that's gonna take us. That'll probably take us into another <laughs> discussion. But yeah. that's why people. When people say Christianity is the white man's religion, I'm like, no.
0: You got to do some research on it. Hey, it's not. Because one of the original churches started in Ethiopia. Exactly. And there's there's context, and like there's text to, sh- to prove this. Right. You know, it's. I mean, even in Revelations, and I, you know, people use this all the time. You know, I always say that. If Christ looked like anybody, he would look more so like Osama Obama bin Laden than he would me, than he would that picture of Cesar Borgia. Um, that's, that's Caesar Borgia. That's, that, no, Jesus was not pale, pale skin and blonde hair. He was not, all right? The Bible says that he's, uh, his feet were like bronze and uh, his hair was like cheap wool. Yep. You know what I mean? What group of people fits that bill? Somebody brown, I can tell you that. He, he, got, he, he has some color in his skin. There you go. See what I'm saying? Like, he was not European nah. whatsoever. No, He was not. That, that picture that we see of this white Jesus was a part of, I'm saying, systematic, a systematic oppression, nope. in a sense. Um, you want, they wanted to. It's always it's always got to be this white savior, this white savior. Like we see it in movies. You know, it's the great white hope. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you have a you have a bunch of characters in a movie who are of minority, and then you have this perfect movie, perfect movie, Last Samurai. I don't think I've seen that. Probably happens. Tom Cruise. If you ever seen it, if you haven't seen it, it's a pretty good movie. But the thing is, you have a you have this American. In China, yeah, uh, yeah, in China, because it, mm-hmm. it was on the Great Wall. And he literally, you know, I think he gets captured, and he, you know, he learns the way of the samurai, and whatnot, and he ends up, I guess, ends up being like this savior or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like we see it all the time. Yep. You see it all the time in these movies. It's It's this great white hope, you know, and... That's not who that's not who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. Jesus was a a man of color. You know, (laughs) does that matter? It only matters when there's when there is systematic racism or uh, being used to keep people down. Mm -hmm. That is the only time that I will bring up how Christ looked. And the Bible blatantly says that. And it's valid. There you go.
1: That's a valid reason too. I mean, I think uh, I seen a post. Uh, one of our mutual friends. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna name drop. No, we're not. Dry, we're not dry
0: snitching. <laughs> 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 but he, I, I seen. I
1: seen. Him, he shared a posting. Uh, I think I saw him yesterday. Is it said yesterday or Saturday? Where he shared it and he said, "The cross has no prejudice. Mm-mm. The cross None. is justice for all." Exactly. I, I think when when we try to use uh, Jesus or Christianity to uh, think they, it's almost like we, like you said earlier, it's a prior thing where we use it to try to think that he's justifying our prejudice and racism towards others. When he himself came off the throne and died for everybody that you have a problem with. Exactly. And I, and I, I don't think we, we really take that into consideration. Like, literally, the people you don't like
0: are the same people that he died for. <laughs> and that's that's it. I mean, like, he doesn't. He shows no favoritism, no partiality towards any one group of people. Um, I think, he, in like even scripture,
1: uh, I think it's in First John. He said, "How can you love God whom you never seen, mm-hmm. but hate your brother who you see every day?" Exactly. And I'm kind of paraphrasing that. But, uh, well, but we I mean, get it. We get it. Yeah, we get it. I mean, it's the truth. Like you, how can you have this inner, inner, inner judgment towards someone that you don't even know? All because of the the color of our skin. I mean, like I said, all of us who have, uh, who are African American, who are people of color, we have, it's a different experience Mm. just living this life Mm -hmm. day by day. It is. I I think, and even with what's going on in our our society today with George Floyd, Mm -hmm. with Ahmaud Arbery, uh, I think uh, with Breonna Taylor, uh, just... And then to see some of our Caucasian counterparts. And it's not all of them. One thing I will say that I have greatly uh, been pleased to see is that so many of our Caucasian brothers and sisters have actually come to the forefront
0: and spoken yeah. out about this. It has been beautiful like uh, yeah. to see that. Like, um, And I know, I hate to say this, but it's almost like George Floyd had to happen. For people who don't look like us to finally be like, you know what? Yeah. Black folks might might have had a point, yeah. you yeah. know, because I mean, just the just the sheer the sheer evil yeah. that we we saw in that video mm-hmm. of this cop with his knee in this man's neck. He's pleading for his life. His he pled for his mother. Yeah. His mother's been deceased for some years now. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he. I mean, the man's like, my, you know, I can't breathe all this and this and that hurts, you know, and you see it from a different angle. You see it's four cops. Yep. And it's it's just, it was, it, how I felt when I saw that video, I felt anger, sadness, disbelief, and it almost made you sick. Yeah. Because when you saw him, they get his lifeless body up and put it on the gurney and put him in the ambulance. You knew he was dead. You knew it. I have yet to actually don't. I mean, if you watch want the video with the audio, like yeah. I've seen it, how
1: you know uh, news mm-hmm. anchors have the video playing in the backdrop. Yeah. I've seen it from that aspect, yeah. but to actually hear the audio yeah, of man. things that's going on, Damn. I because I didn't want that kind of stuck the image or that oh. that sound stuck in my head. Yeah, it's it's stuck in there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <stuck and> <laughs> with with what we've seen, and to me that it's almost like and this could be going segue into a, another discussion that I don't think we're trying to go to today with, mm-hmm. it's almost like there's an agenda mm-hmm. to only
0: portray the black man or the black woman being done by police, but yes. we don't see others. We, we, but, we don't, because I'm going to tell you, I've seen statistics, and I don't know how true they are, but it does, statistics show that, one, that uh, white people are, they suffer at the hands of, Police more than we do, yep. but we don't see it televised. Right, and that's the problem that I have. Is it's you will show a white cop killing a black person all day, mm-hmm. like what's, what Killer Mike said. CNN is one of the biggest news medias that will in, that would incite that's what that's division. What I mean. The mainstream media, I, I can't watch it. Not for me. I don't. I don't watch it at all. But you have these news medias who do portray that message, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's almost like they want to incite years of built up frustration, stuff that has been pent up within our communities for years. They want to bring it to the top just to justify, Mm -hmm. hey, these people are animals. They are, you know. That's what it seems like the agenda is. Yep. And one, we we need to be a little more. We need to be more calculated. We need to strategize better. Yep. Um. And then mobilize. Yes. Organize, strategize, then mobilize. Yes, I fully agree. Because with, what I'm starting to see, what I've been seeing, is um, we've there we've been seeing some some pretty strange stuff going on. And I'm loving that it's being televised through social media. You know, when they said the revolution would, would not be televised, somebody <laughs> lied. Because, mm-hmm. bro, it is being televised. I'm guessing they didn't think we was going to have social media like yep. this. It That's didn't. what it was. They didn't think it was going to blow up like they this. They didn't think so, it would. But it's being televised. God. And I'm going to tell you, yeah. when I saw, I see all these posts about these, these pallets of bricks just being, just popping up in random places. Like, What? There ain't no construction site around here. Why is there a pile of bricks here? It's a setup. It's a setup, man. I'm telling you, it's a setup for anarchy. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: That's if, what it is. If you didn't know anarchy is basically you living without any type of government rule. Yep. That's 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 all it is basically.
0: And which is not right. No. So yeah. what we need to do is if we wanna overthrow the system. I ain't gonna say overthrow system. I hate I don't wanna say that. That sounds, that sounds terrible. Reform. If, there you go. If we wanna reform the system, we need to come up. One, we as a group of people need to come up, sit down, and be like, okay, what here, what do we need to reform with the laws? With the, you know, even if it, the Constitution's pretty cut and dry, there's yep. some things in the Constitution that we probably need to ratify and, you know, amend. But um, what what is it that we're trying to put in place? Yep. I know, you got to have a plan because, you, you, you know, you don't want to just act. And then we get to that point where we're able to cause that change, but we ain't got no plan in place. Exactly. So what's going to end up happening is you're going to have somebody who says the right thing, but their motive is completely mm-hmm. wrong. And then you're going to have a system set up just like the one we have now. Yep. I think and even to take it a step further, though, if
1: we're going to do that, us as African Americans one thing i plead for us to do let's not go let's actually do our research yes like we can't just go in off of the emotional what's going on and not have the um what's the word I'm looking for uh not have like i said not have the plan not have not show that we are on in a unified front mm-hmm. it's a it's a book i read uh it's by April Ryan I think she works for CNN, and she she's worked under President Clinton. She's worked under President Bush, and she's also worked under uh, President Obama. I think she was the White House press secretary. No, Ooh, okay. not not the press secretary, but she worked within the media, and uh, she was always in the press rooms and everything like that. Uh, I'll get I'll go back and find her exact uh, title, but she said her and Bill Clinton were talking one day. He just came he just came to like a cookout somebody was having, is mostly, predominantly African-American, mm-hmm. and that kind of caught her by surprise. She said, they were sitting there talking, and he's like, one thing he said, he said, one of the things, one of the reasons why the African-American community cannot get an agenda really moving is because you all are not unified. There was, it is. I was like, whoa. And mind you, not, I'm, not, I'm not here to play political sides or anything. But I definitely don't want to go down this route today, at least. <laughs> but us as African Americans tend to vote towards the Democratic side, mm-hmm. and you have one of your leading candidates that we all used to love, mm-hmm. and maybe still do love. Uh, you no, know, is your cup of tea? I have you take that. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you know, he said he said this out of his own mouth. Like if you all sh- you gotta sh- if you all show more u- uni- uh, unity. unity Then we can probably get more of an agenda pushed. But we got this side saying this, this side saying that. If we're gonna mobilize, if we're gonna organize and implement strategies, we need to be unified. But we all also have to come with good research, good plans,
0: good data, so we can bring to the table. Mm. You know. You know, there's something that (laughs) this of uh, I've been dealing with. She we was struggling with for a while. Um, you know, we we always you know we want to see we want to see unification in the African American community. We want to see well, well, we'll go expand upon that. We want to see unification across all fronts. Yes. Um. Also, want to see I want to see unification within the body of Christ. One hundred percent. So here's my plight. How many different denominations do we have within the body of Christ? It's a ton of them. Yeah if I'm looking at this, well, I see 20. Uh, I will not I want to count a couple of those. I think it's more than that.: It's probably more than that. but the thing that I, I, I start to see is I wrestle with it and maybe somebody can hit us up and hit me up and give me some clarification. Yeah. but you know, we see Baptists, Southern Baptist. Pro, Southern Baptist. <laughs> Protestant, full gospel. We see uh, Fire baptized Holiness. We see Methodist, Assembly of God. Lutheran. Church of God. uh, Eastern Orthodox. Seventh
1: Day Adventist. Uh, Pentecostal. Non-denominational.
0: That is non-denominational. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) non-denominational. Now, the church that I attend is a non-denominational church. Uh, Calvinism. You say Advent. uh, I don't really count I don't really count Jehovah's Witnesses. That's a whole nother topic. A whole nother That's a topic. whole another topic. <laughs> um, I don't count. I don't count um, Mormonism. I don't count that at all. That's a whole nother topic. Um, but there's a bunch of them, and I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like, if Christ is the the message. Why are we so divided? Why is it that some feel, oh, you know, Lutheran is the way or Calvinism is the way or uh, fire baptized, holiness is the way, you know, it's like we can't even be unified with, within our within the body. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If Christ is the message, the agenda, why? Why do we have so many? To me.
1: I think we elevate preference over the actual purpose of Christ in the kingdom.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, that's just my opinion. Because even, um, I'm not going to call his name, but everybody that knows me, y'all know who my barber is. So we, me and him, we have discussions from time to time about the music, different mm-hmm. styles of music in the church. And he he's more of the churchy, the gospel, mm-hmm. choir, fine. Right, I can get with that too.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm also I can get with CCM. I can uh, get with I can get with. I mean, I'm I'm I like all of it.
0: Yeah, like I guess I'm a big
1: CHH guy. Yeah, I that's mean, I'm not now. <laughs> no disrespect to all all of our Caucasian brothers and sisters, but for those of you that like the Southern Gospel, that's not my cup of tea. That's your forte. Take. Yeah, that's, that's all, you, that's I all just, you. I just haven't gotten around to that. That's just not. But I mean, that's his preference. I have my preference. But you cannot, you can't demonize Mm -hmm. others because they can't get with your preference. And I think that's where we have come to in the body. Where, because this particular group of people, they see things this way. That's how they feel like everybody should see it. If we're all coming from the Bible, if we're all using the Bible in the correct context, that's probably another issue too. Are we sticking to the true context of what the scripture is saying? Mm, and if mm. we're doing that, what's going on in our world today, yes. we should be able to become uh, unified on this particular issue yeah. and mobilize into a good strategy. Yes. If you look at if we look at scripture through how Jesus did it, if we're looking at it in the right way, that the, the greatest commandments, yeah. all the commandments came down to two things. Love God with every part of you and love your neighbor as you do yourself. So, we stick to scripture. Yes, that's. Jesus. Now, this is what Jesus said. Yeah. So, if you speak, if you preaching Jesus, and he said, these are your two greatest commandments. Love me with, love God with every part of you. Mm-hmm. So, y'all know he's all your heart, all your mind, all your soul,
0: all your strength. Basically, every fiber of your being. Everything.
1: Love God with everything that's in you. And then, with that, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Another issue, too. mm mm-hmm. If we look at that scripture. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't love ourselves.
0: We so, don't. So, so how we, can we love? We can't give something that we don't have. We're giving from an empty. Well, trying to give from an empty place. Right. You're not right. really giving anything.
1: Mm-mm. So if, if we if we look at it like that, we're looking at other people to love us, and who really don't even love. You know, we got got all the memes and excuse me, all the postings. You know, it's hard. It's was one. It was one I just seen it's hard to even be black in America or some, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're looking for it from people who may not even have a love of themselves. Right. This is just one one way of looking at it. I'm not saying this is the totality of it. No. That's um, true. But, you know, but even getting back to that, that topic too, we also have to understand people, no matter how hard we say it, how many tears we have, um, uh, Some people would just never understand our experience walking the walk that we have to walk
0: Mm -hmm. just because of the color of our skin. Yeah. And the, you know, we can't force people to to see it from our perspective. We just have to, you know, walk one, walk it out. Walk out the change that we want to see, uh, which means that towards people who may not before us, we love them regardless because the Bible does say to love. Yep. You know, if we break down, love your neighbor as you love yourself, it's Maurice, you, right, your closest neighbor is your wife. Yep. Would you steal from your wife? Of course not. Would you want her stealing from you? Of course not. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So anything that I would not want done to me, I will not do to anyone else. Exactly. Even if, if they, they treat them differently. Because the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's case point. He condensed it. Everything that you would not want done to you, you don't do to others. Exactly. And I, like you I said, I, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't stand it when people try to justify. Um, they use the Bible and twist it to this. Now there were in the old Testament, he did have different tribes and he said, don't mingle with these tribes yep. because of religious, religious things. Yep. You know, because we we've seen it with the children of Israel, how they how they turn away from God so quickly. Very quickly, guys. like, yo, you know, God, God just delivered you from Egypt. He just delivered you from the hands of Pharaoh. The man done split the Red Sea. I mean, you're walking in, a, you're walking between two walls of water, two, wall, two gigantic walls of water. Come on now. <laughs> you still disbelieve? Do you still disbelieve? You're reaching there, get you some fish for your lunch. Like, what I'm saying you still yeah. disbelieve. You still gonna turn and build a calf out of gold yep. and worship it? No wonder y'all deserve. We deserve them 40 years. And it's crazy about that is they were marching around the city that they were supposed to overtake yep. for 40 years. For 40 years, just because <laughs> that is so funny, dude. It's crazy. That is so funny. That's crazy. But if we want if we want to see the change, one we got to walk it out ourselves. It's it's and it's gonna take. And I I love I, I love it when people say we all we got. I agree and I disagree. Yeah. Because one, I say all skin folks ain't kin folks. You know, I say that, and I also say that it's gonna take the voice. Everyone, Everybody. Joined with our voice yep. to amplify that message. Yep. That we want to see this, and we're seeing it. We're yep. seeing Nike come out, Adidas, Reebok, the NFL. Yep. Um, I rolled my eyes with that one. Uh, right. <laughs> because you had a quote-unquote martyr, Colin Kaepernick. Yep. This man. Now, I'm, I don't agree with some of the tactics, but the, the socks. I don't agree with that. But I understand it. You're angry. Yep. People do different things out of anger. Yep. Now I say we should not we we as Christians cannot be led by our emotions. No. We cannot. We're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't mean you cannot feel your emotions. Yes. That does not mean that you cannot feel your emotions because God gave us emotions yep. for a reason. Yep. He had he's, he every emotion that we have, he 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 expresses it. Yep. And it's it's all throughout the Bible. He has anger. It's righteous. He gives Jesus. Jesus wept. You know what I'm saying? He's he's sad <laughs> when he sees his children suffer. Yep. I say suffering has a purpose though. It does have a purpose for it. And we might not, we might never, we may never know it while we are here. But one day he's gonna say, he's gonna show it to us. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna be like, my God, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It, I think everything happens to bring us closer to him. Yeah. And I think that the, the closer we are to him, the, the safer we are, yep. uh, the more secure we are. Now, I'm not saying that bad things are gonna, not going to happen to you because you're in Christ. Because trust me, bad things happen to all of us. We are not exempt from that. Right. I mean, a, the most righteous man that ever walked this earth was, was crucified off of a lie. Straight lie. You but know what it, I'm saying? It had to be done. But it had to be done. It had to be done. Yeah. So I mean, it's so,
1: I mean, this topic of uh, racism, prejudice. Mm-hmm. It can go so many routes right oh, yeah. now, just, and it's a conversation that need to be had. We gotta have them that that we're that we're not having. I mean, some can say all this came in because of our our current presidential administration, but this stuff has been here for years, even before he was even born.
0: Yeah, this is the original sin of the yeah of these United States of America. I mean, and this is
1: something that we have to deal with. We have to deal with this through conversation. We yeah. have to address this through conversations with our children mm-hmm. like even the other day uh because my wife was working so it was just me and the kids for a little while so i took them out to eat i said so uh, y'all y'all have y'all been on your phones they got a little bit of social media uh we, we trying to monitor that mm-hmm. but they they know about what's what's going on with george and I could, i just kind of asked them how y'all feel about that was, mm-hmm. and they have started to Expressed their particular mindsets on on it, and they was like, you know what, it it was wrong. The police is not supposed to do that. But even though they're like, why why are people still why do people treat us like this because of the color of our skin? That's not right. But then, as my as, as our children, you know, my son is twelve. He'll be thirteen next month, and my daughter be eleven later on this month. And even they both of them said. The protesting that we're doing, it's that's fine. But why are we out here destroying everything?
0: Mm. Well, I if I go back to what King said, he said, uh, "When people when people act out, it's because one they're unheard, yeah. and so like I said, it's a lot of built up yeah. frustration." Um, we've seen this numerous times. I mean. Um, Philando Castillo. I mean the list goes on and on Tamir Rice. That one, that one, that one right there, man. What was he, 10? Ten or twelve? I think it was twelve. Twelve. Because I was just playing with a little toy, toy gun. And that situation, that that, that, that child's life could have been spared um had the right, had it been gone about the right correct, yeah. correct way. I mean, if you watch the video, I've seen the video, they pulled up on him that before before he, they cop even exit the vehicle, Tamir Rice dropped. Like, why are you pulling the, if you know if you don't if you don't know that this person has a real gun or not, why are you pull that close? Why don't you pull from a distance, address, yeah, try to de-escalate, you know, not just pull up and that's fire what, off shots supposed and then be part of their training. That's are supposed to, be. to de-escalate the situation first. So we need to see we need to see some reformed police. Yeah. You know, some better training. We need to see that because yeah. why is it that someone who is in the armed forces can hold, have more restraint in a high escalated situation overseas than a cop can right here? It's not right. Yeah, that, that to me, was right. I haven't seen that video. It's, it was man, it was awful. Like the only that, one
1: I, I think the only one I can recall actually seeing is Philando, Philando Castile. Castile. And that's
0: like that situation, man. That that's that still burned in my head. It, I wish I hadn't seen that. He he told the cop that I have a licensed weapon. He went through the correct protocol. He didn't, even, he didn't even he didn't have to tell him. He didn't no. have to tell him. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. Which brings me to. Brianna Taylor, situ- that situation. Jesus. Her boyfriend fired shots at the cops because it wasn't one. It was a no-knock raid. Yep. They had a warrant. It was a no-knock. They just banged in the door. Yep. I don't know what happened. I don't know if she was, like, in the living room or whatever. But I she, think they said she was asleep. She was asleep. Yeah, they, I think okay. both of them were asleep. Okay. She gets shot. He's a calling the cops. Yep. Then somebody shot my girlfriend. He runs downstairs, I guess he runs runs with his gun, mm-hmm. starts firing at them, he gets hit in the leg, they charge him with murder, Attempt, attempted murder. Now the charges have been dropped. Yep. But uh, the question that a friend of mine had was, where was the NRA, Right. the situation? Right. No one came to this man's defense, no one. I mean, the NRA is one of the biggest um, gun, you know, rights thing or whatever. Yep. You know, they're big on the Second Amendment, but in a sense of Falando Castillo, same thing. Where was the NRA? Yep. You know, they put out statements, uh, but they were basically putting out statements condemning him. You know, saying, "Oh, well, he shouldn't have done this, this, and that." But the man, he gave his, he gave the information, told the cop he was armed. Um. He, I don't know if he went to, he went to get. I think he did to get his license, to get his uh registration license out mm-hmm. for the
1: the, the, the concealed,
0: concealed copy, copy, carry, mm-hmm. and the cop panicked, you know, like. Shot him you, in front of his daughter. You can't, like, come on, man! I've seen cops being chased with hatchets, and show more restraint when it's someone who looks like them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've seen. We can say two words right now, and everybody will know Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof, the Bulletproof vest, Burger, Burger King. King. Bruh. This man just killed nine people. Innocent people. Who ain't doing nothing but praying. That's it. Nine people. Nine. Y'all take him to Burger King. Burger King. Us? Nah, black eye, couple bruised ribs, something like that. Even with the George thing, with George Floyd, if you watch the video, not that video, but if you watch the video um. That came out after that. Preceded all of that, mm-hmm. they pulled him over. They got him out of his vehicle, handcuffed him, walked him to the side of the street. They took him across the street. I guess they put him in his. He was peaceful. The man didn't give him no lip, no nothing. Now it, it was some reports that said he did
1: resist initially, but then he He finally started complying.
0: Right. It's probably when they got before they got him out of the car. Okay. But so, yeah, the, so I, I haven't seen the video. Okay. I'm just going kind of going off what I've heard. That's what I've heard. So, but from another video, when they got him in the squad car, it looks like the cop was just pummeling him in the back seat of the car, wow. just yeah, just hitting him, just well enough on the guy for no reason. And then apparently, somehow he ended up on the ground he outside the car, and that's he's when he's already hand, he's already handcuffed. He was handcuffed after they got him out of his SUV. He was already handcuffed. And see,
1: that that's the issue that we're having. We are basically defenseless.
0: Right, the man's hands are behind his back. But what are you gonna do? Headbutt you? Wow. Okay. Like, Even if that. What, what? What? What is the man gonna do? Like, what, yeah. What? That, I mean, <laughs> maybe bite you. I mean, I mean, but you know what I'm saying. But and it's already you already got three other people over three, there backing you up. Three,
1: three. So you got four people on one. Yes. And you can't you can't get this man in the back
0: of squad car.
1: And that's that's what we're having. That's where the issue is coming in. That's why. Us as African Americans are hurting. That's why yeah. that's why we are protesting. That's even though we fully do not agree with this, mm-hmm. we denounce this, the looting and the rioting is all wrong. All of it is wrong. But like Teresa just said a few moments ago, Dr. King, people act out when they hurt. Yeah. We're not condoning it. But no. this is this is what you get when we have a voice that feels like, feels like we're not being heard. Yeah. Even um, a couple a couple weeks ago, I was watching. It's sort of a different. It's in the same vein, which uh, is different, kind of a different um, sphere with Kirk Franklin with the TBN and double mm-hmm. awards and all that. Mm-hmm. And he just he just came out and said, I would not be attending any of these events. Yep. I won't be uh, coming on. So I think I think it's like the January or February this mm-hmm. year. TBN invited him on. It was him, Pastor, God, I can't. I think I think I think it's Robert Morris. I think is his name. He's out of Dallas. Pastor Tony Evans, and it was one more, the guy that runs TBN now. I think it's Matt Crouch. So they all just sat down, had a conversation, and like Kirk Franklin Frank came out and said, he's like we're not being heard." Mm-hmm. He said, "That's why that's why we're saying this. That's why we're taking stands." He said, "Until you understand the black experience, we want to be heard." And even uh, the uh, the Caucasian pastor, I, th- I believe his name was Robert Morris. I have to go back and find it, but, I, but I, it's still on YouTube, I believe. So if y'all want to go check that out, even he was he said he had to go back and really look. He's like, "I have a good amount of African Americans in my church," and oh, buddy, that's diff- We may have to do a part two on the
0: silence. Yes, the silence of the Caucasian pastors of the multicultural I've churches. I got something for that, and I'll, I'll do that before we when we close out. Yeah, we. I'll do that we we may out. have to touch on that today, oh, but that's. On. But yeah, that you know what? Let's go there. Yeah, but, let's, uh, do, let's, 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 let's go there. Let's go ahead, though. man. But go let, ahead, look, man. Ahead. Look, if your congregation is mixed, uh, in a, uh, with different different races different ethnicities. I'm sorry. Different ethnicities. And you remain silent when one particular group of people are dealing with a social issue and you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. That makes you look bad. Yeah. Like that literally makes why am I why am I under a leader who doesn't want to speak out about the social ills that we go through. While preaching about a Jesus who would. There you go. You know, I'm not going to lie. Jesus was wowing. He flipped the tables over. Jesus called the
1: Pharisees. He, he called Herod, who was a government official. Y'all take that take into consideration. Mm-hmm. We're not saying be disrespectful, but at the same time, he was not afraid to call truth to power. Go go tell that fox what I said. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah.
0: Go No, <laughs> nah, but I know. mean, that's literally related. like, is I can't, you can't sit under a leadership who doesn't want to discuss these topics. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of times we take these, we have these isms, we put them on, we put them on the concrete, we build, we build wood floors over them and we just whistle, whistle walk away. Yeah. No, you no longer can the body of Christ remain silent on these issues, especially when we have a, we have a Jesus who is an equal opportunity person and you preach that or so called preach that, but you ain't living it. Nope. So here's, here's what I got. So the biblical response to oppression is correction. Oppression of any kind is a willful, Wicked distortion of God's intended design for humanity. Now, I'm going to give you all a couple of things that I want you all to consider. You know, these are the reasons that I believe that many Christians, um, we don't see a lot of Christians condemn oppression. Here's one, Bible illiteracy. Facts. If you don't even know God's response to injustice and oppression, you will certainly not communicate it or model it. Facts. You'll look for some spiritual leader for guidance and do or don't do as they teach you. Number two, comfort slash self-idolatry. The type of investment it takes to correct oppression is, for many, frankly too costly. Mm Self-preservation? Worse yet, many stand to benefit from nothing changing. Wow. Complacency. Neither will be motivated to speak out against it. Three, you have fear and unbelief. I would like to believe the majority quietly wish things were different, but they land in this category. Mm -hmm. They lack the faith and the courage to trust that God can change the present conditions. They are unwilling to hope, faith, for what they cannot imagine, see. We are to put our trust not in our present state, but in the unmatched character and ability of the Most High God. Yeah. The powers of darkness want us to believe significant changes cannot be made; that this is as good as it we're going to get. But a quick glimpse into history tells us very story. a very different story—a very different story. Mm-hmm. More so, the the attributes of God easily bring all opponents of His will, namely our unbelief, to their knees. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you this: Whose report you gonna believe? No guys, ex- go, no guys expressed will in regards to oppression. Check everything in your heart that fears or opposes it. Live life like you believe and belong to the kingdom. Yeah, that's my spiel. Yeah, that's loaded. It, it is. That's loaded. It is. But it's truth. A lot of times, it's too costly. Like, we see it as too costly. We're, we, have our, we have our 40 acres and a mule and a nice piggy fence. You know, I got a nice big porch. I can sip lemonade in my rocking chair that I bought from Cracker Barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, we see it like, I got a good life. You know, I don't, I don't want anything to... You don't want to rock that boat. Yeah, you don't. It's true. I mean, say it's that's that's not just white people, it's black people. That's yep. the people of all creeds. Mm-hmm. And which I think as,
1: as a human, once you, when you get into that level of comfort, sometimes you just want to
0: stay there because you see yeah. everything's good. Oh yeah. But God, God, God's telling us, hey, if you're comfortable, get uncomfortable. He does it all the time. All the time. Growth. You ha- like I just left the gym. So is a I am very <laughs> sore right now. But guess what? I got out of my comfort zone so that I could help build something. Yeah. If I want to build my body the correct way, I have to get uncomfortable and push weight. Mm-hmm. Have to. It hurts. Yeah, I'm gonna be sore the next couple days. But guess what? That's what it takes to build something. <clears throat> if you wanna really if you really wanna build a better body of Christ, we gotta stop getting comfortable. You got to. Pastors, get out y'all's pulpits. Get out here and hit these streets. Mm-hmm. Get get a team together. I'm speaking to myself here too, you know. Get a team together. Be out here do some street ministry. Now I'm gonna say, be spirit led when you do this. Do Don't it. just end up somewhere you know the God, the Lord did not lead you to. That's when you put yourself in a, a position and make sure y'all tr- we you tr- we get the training. Yeah. Get the training. I, there are some guys that I know that's from the hood that are some of the most Christian people. They about that life. Yeah. If need be, they about that life. These people have been out there. They they out there in the hoods, in the, some of the worst slums that you could think of, out here winning souls for Christ. Bring them guys in teach y'all how to operate. Yes. If you don't know, reach out. Please do. If you don't know, reach out. Don't just go out there in your nice suit. You know, there's there's a there's a there's a there's a specific way you have to carry yourself. It's like as a story uh, about a a friend of mine who went to the Philippines. They can't wear you don't wear jewelry. You don't wear anything nice because it's a very impoverished area that they went to. And kids will rob you. Wow. Little kids, because they don't have anything. Wow. That's the only way they might be able to get a meal is to snatch your chain off, you know, steal your shoes. Wow. And they, 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 they travel in groups. I mean, it was what movie was this? It was a movie with uh, my cat that played Thor. It's on uh, Netflix. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I forget. Extraction. The movie's called Extraction, yeah. I think. And they showed... Uh, I forgot where they are, but it's like in India or something. They show these kids; they they're in groups, they're gangs. Wow! These kids out here, they don't care. <laughs> I'm have to watch that. <laughs> But they, um, we have to educate ourselves. Uh, even if we know the Bible back in front, back in front, there's something that we still can learn. Yep. And partnering up with people who really have been in those trenches, who grew up in these areas. You know, that's why I love it when I see when I see guys who I know grew up with that that rough background, yeah. Yeah. they give their likes to Christ. They're so passionate because i they know where they've been and they know what people like them are going through yeah. and they can relate. You gotta have that be you gotta have that re, that that relatable person mm-hmm. that can lead a ministry like that. Yeah. If you grew up in the burbs all your life, I can't walk in the hood and be like, Yo, guys, I want to talk to y'all about Christ. Like, yeah, what's your life story? Y'all better go through a masterclass or something. Right. Y'all to do that. What's, what's your life story? People like to be relatable. Yeah. People like relatable people. Mm-hmm. You know how I can get along with my associates at work? I've been a floor associate. Right. I'm a supervisor. Right. So I can relate. And you gotta have that in the body of Christ. You gotta have somebody. You can't be. You can't be somebody who's grown up in a privileged lifestyle. Try to go out here and tell people about Christ. I'm not saying that you can't. It's just that they're going to look at you yep. crazy and they might rob you. I'm sorry. So th- And this is why. This is why we need like churches who are predominantly white. This is why we have to partner up with people who don't look like yep. us. We have to. Because when we get to heaven, it's going to be everybody. You know, that
1: just... You just, when you said something, uh, you just said it it just kind of struck a nerve in me. We've been hearing this particular saying, being said a whole lot uh, lately, how God doesn't see color. No! I I have an issue with that, because if we go to the Bible, if you go to the tabernacle, he specifically said, I want this color, Mm -hmm. I want this color, I want this color on the curtain, I want this color on here, I want this color to be on the priest, I want this, God sees color.
0: Colorless rhetoric is a cop-out.
1: God very much sees color.
0: Yes, he does. We are all beautifully and wonderfully made, designed in uniqueness of our Heavenly Father. So, to use that, like he
1: just said, it's, that's just to us, not just us as African-American Christians or black Christians, just black people in general, mm-hmm. we're going to see that as a cop-out. Yes. And this is not this is not us being uh, not trying to be disrespectful towards you, to those to those of our uh, Caucasian listeners who who may be out there listening. We're not trying to be disrespectful, but we're just letting you know this is how we are hearing it. Yes. When, we, when you say that stuff. Yes,
0: I know y'all may mean well, but it's 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 a it's not a correct saying no. because you like you said if you say I don't see color, that means that. You are neglecting the wonderfulness that God has created me in. This man made my skin the color that it is for a reason. It's like we are God's rainbow. That's what we are. We all come in different colors. That's 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 what that's the, of it. that's the beauty of it. If you look at a rainbow, I don't care if red your favorite color, you marvel at all the color spectrum of the rainbow. Exactly you don't right. just be like, oh, that's a beautiful red. Oh, that's a beautiful blue. That's a beautiful pigment of green right there. No, you marvel at the whole entire being mm-hmm. of a rainbow. And that's how God intended us to be. We look at everybody. We I say, oh, brother, I appreciate you. I love. Oh man, I appreciate you. I see the skin that you're in, and I know that God made you wonderfully uniquely you marvel at that you don't sit there and use a cop-out say i don't see color you blind what do you see then what do you see when you look at me oh i see a human being expound upon that i see a human being who was made in the image of our heavenly father we don't know what god looks like do i really care no not really i really don't because i know what he's done for me Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's all about what he has done. Right, but don't sit there and be don't cop don't cop out don't cop out don't cop out. Don't cop out. I, you, I, you 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 I was about to say this. You, you, <laughs> you you make a lot of people uh, mad. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Bro, I, we we may have we probably got to do a part two, but I I think for me, um, I'm gonna end it. I'm end it with this on, on for me on this one. Uh, there's a there's a video on IG. Instagram, for those of you that don't know that. Uh, there's a... It's a activist. I think her name is Jane. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So oh, yeah. She's she, Yeah, she's giving a lecture, and she, literally most of the crowd is of Caucasian descent. Mm-hmm. I, when they when they panned the audience, I didn't really I didn't see... see a, I didn't see a black person. <laughs> I didn't Honestly. see one. Her question was plain and simple. Would you yourself want to be treated as the African-Americans that you see being treated today.
0: And she asked everybody to stand up if they would agree with that statement. Yes. Not a person stood. Not one person stood. She said, let me repeat it.
1: Would you want to be treated the way you see African-Americans being treated today? Once again, no one stood. No one raised a hand. That gave her the impression and that gave her uh, the answer that she needed to know. that You all know what's going on. You all know how there are injustices. Uh You all know how there's not being fair treatment. Therefore, you already know it. Let's not be scared to have the conversation. Uh Let's talk, have an open heart. Trust me, there are bad apples in every bunch. Oh yeah. So there are even those of us as African-Americans who we don't even agree with a lot of stuff that's going on. You're gonna have bad apples, but you cannot take those bad apples and try to make it the whole bunch. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not right. So you, many of you, you know what's going on, you see what's going on, I think, just like we said in the conversation earlier, George, his death, although it was wrong, it may have been the open door that we need mm-hmm. for these conversations to start being had. So yeah. let's
0: talk. Let's talk, guys. Let's speak let's the talk. gospel, the full unadulterated gospel. Proclaim the gospel. Proclaiming the gospel is our voice against oppression. Yes. Crying against, crying out against sin, the sin of oppression without pointing to the all-righteous Christ is just moral activism. Moral activism, guys. That's not the gospel. If you if you want to cry against sin without pointing to Christ, you are missing the mark. Yep. You're missing it. Yep. Um and just want you guys to know in Christ, in Christ, oppression shall cease. It shall. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, I think we definitely got to do a part two. Oh yeah, most definitely, man.
1: We got to. But until next time, folks, this is High Def. This is Maurice. Just, and those Torres. We'll catch y'all on the next one.